What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. And hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. So glad that you're here. Uh, we're going to have Chip Roy on in a second. We've also been talking about uh, conspiracy theories that have been proven true by the church committee in the 1970s. And that church committee was, uh, I think, Senator Church, or was it Congressman Church, uh, from Idaho that uh, was looking into all of the bad things that our FBI and CIA were doing. And it's led me to something else that I, I, uh, I want to share with you. I just had a... I don't know, some some dots have appeared on my screen today that have bothered me for a long time, and maybe they fit together, maybe they don't. I'd like to run it past Stu and you in 60 seconds. Well, it wouldn't be a new year without, you know, new identity thefts abounding, would it? Cyber criminals are always busy coming up with new ways to steal what's yours, and on top of that, the old ways that they've had. And there's lots of those. Beware of spending time on the internet without being protected. And do yourself a favor, get LifeLock. It's important to understand cybercrime is going to affect all of us at some point. You can get 25% off your subscription to LifeLock right now. It's top of the line in cybersecurity with both preventative measures to keep you safe and access to a restoration team if you do end up having your information hacked into. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock is the best in the business. So join up now. 25% off your first year promo code back 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Use the promo code back and save 25%. Okay, Stu, do you remember do you remember what bothers me about the Civil Rights Act of 1964? <laughs> uh, As it relates to mm-hmm. LBJ. Uh, I mean, LBJ's entire history around this is incredibly disturbing, but off the top of my head from your theory, I don't know. So I have, I've said, I've often threatened, um, that when I finish, if I ever finish my radio career, I am just going to spend the rest of my time doing research on one thing that really bothers me. And that is the civil rights act of 64, uh, with Johnson and the great society with Johnson mm-hmm. because they don't work together. First of all, Johnson was the guy who stopped the Civil Rights Act of 1960 or 1959. Mm-hmm. Okay. He, he is a known racist, a mm-hmm. really bad guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Racist till the day he died. Mm-hmm. Hated Martin Luther King. Okay. Um, and yet, when Kennedy dies and everybody's like, well, it's just Kennedy. He didn't like Kennedy either. He wasn't really sad, you know, when Kennedy uh, when Kennedy died. So all of a sudden, because of Kennedy, we pass this and he becomes the champion of it. I just find it hard to believe. And then when you get the civil rights or sorry, when you get the um, great society, which destroys the black family that's not a good thing really johnson is underrated as a candidate for the worst president we've ever had he is he He you know he is the entire reason i mean you could go back because woodrow wilson you always talk about wilson took a country 
that had foundations still rooted in our in our founding mm-hmm. and reversed that. He was the guy who really took a country going one way and took it the other way. And there's a lot to be said for that as far as worst president ever. But like the acceleration that went on under Johnson is remarkable. I and mean, the acceleration, remember Woodrow Wilson was a racist. Progressives, uh, you know, from the beginning were mm-hmm. racist. I'm not saying that they're racist today. However, they put up with a lot of things that are really underlying in in race uh, and racism. You know, I think. No, the, I mean, I, I to think me, that, claiming that that black people are unable to get their own IDs is racist. I think so too. I think I think saying that black people need white people to stand up for them, I think, is incredibly yeah. arrogant mm-hmm. and racist. Um, okay, so the. We were just talking about what the Church Act found, this letter in November of 1964. We found that the FBI sent a letter and a tape to Coretta Scott King. And um, in that letter uh, was a tape of him fooling around. And it was uh, expressed in the letter what Martin Luther King said was a desire for him to kill himself. And instead the letter, they threw it away and said, it's not going to intimidate us. Yeah. It basically said, there's only one thing for you to do to get out of this. You know what it is. Right. Okay. So that's November, 1964. What else is happening in November, 1964? I mean, this discussion, right? This the Civil Rights Act of going back and forth. November 1964. Hmm. The election mm-hmm. of Johnson against Goldwater. Hmm. Where was Martin Luther King during the run-up all summer? He was on the campaign trail for Johnson mm-hmm. saying, we've got a clear choice. We can't go back to the dark ages. He's also getting the Nobel Prize for because in the summer of 64, before the election, Johnson comes out as the big uniter and the big peace guy. This is the pivot where all of a sudden blacks leave the um, the party of Lincoln and they everything is reframed mm. in 1964 that It's the conservatives and the Republicans that are bad, where it was the Republicans in 59 that were trying to get the Civil Rights Act passed. And Johnson stopped it because he was racist. Now, Martin Luther King is on the campaign trail with the Civil Rights Act of 1964 just being passed and helps Johnson beat Goldwater. In November, when did Martin Luther King receive that letter? In November. Who sent that letter? We now know. Who sent it? Hoover. The FBI. FBI. Mm -hmm. Was Hoover a communist lover? Or communist hater? Hater. What is always said about uh, Martin Luther King that towards the end of his life, after the Civil Rights Act, 
he became more constitutional or more uh, of a uh, communist? More constitutional. That's what uh, his his relatives have talked about. No, they're saying that he became more um, in bed and in line with the unions. And oh, you're the, okay. Yes, yeah, later yeah. in life. Yes, later right. in mm-hmm. life. Towards the end mm-hmm. of his life. After. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he all of a sudden becomes a progressive puppet or mouthpiece. Okay, he's on the campaign trail for the government. Where prior to this, he's standing against the um, the the government and nonviolent uh, protesting nonviolent protest. The reason why he wins the Nobel peace is because he has fundamentally changed a country with nonviolence. Agree. Mm -hmm. So he's upended a system through this. Martin Luther King said it wanted to, they wanted him to kill himself, but also that he um, others say that this was trying to discourage him from taking the Nobel Peace Prize, turning it down. So, in other words, not being recognized for nonviolent um, demonstration. That's huge. Who hated the nonviolent movement? Kennedy or Hoover? Hoover, Hoover yeah. hated it. So now you have a progressive, which we know is lined with communist. It starts with the communist uh, rule. We know that we're getting more of a communist government coming in, right? I, that, that letter was not to stop. I can't prove this. This is just the theory. And looking at all these dots today, that letter was not to stop him from being, you know, the leader of the civil rights or anything else because of the changes he was making. He was already making them. This was a, a threat to the established American government and the twisted uh, mind of Hoover needs him to stop and get away from the progressive government of Johnson. What do you think of that? Hmm. It's interesting. So you're not saying, I thought you were going to say that you're saying this letter essentially in a way, or it's the surrounding efforts around it wound up working, right? Like they wound up convincing King to change because he was protecting himself. And it's around this time he makes this dramatic shift to the left. And which would not have helped him if Hoover sent it. It would not mm. have helped Hoover. Hoover didn't want to push him to the left. Right. I think he was trying to stop him. And mm. he knew that the power was, what What are you going to, go ahead, Hoover. Who's going to run that? I have the Nobel Peace Prize. I have the world on my side. You think I'm afraid of you? You think I'm afraid of being exposed? I've got mm. all of the, I've got everybody in the progressive movement and everybody in the media who was still kind of fair at that time, they were all for him. Who's going to run that tape? Who's going to believe that? It came from the government. 
the same government that's been trying to destroy me. I think he went deeper and was convinced of uh, somehow or another of Johnson with with the Civil Mm -hmm. Rights Act that he also then supports the, you know, great society, which is very, very progressive to the to the socialist degree that destroys the blacks. I think Johnson at the same time views him the way Margaret Sanger viewed those preachers that they could reach out to and not say, by the way, we're going to we're doing this to erase the black race. No, this is really good for you and get those preachers on board. I think they did the same thing to Martin Luther King, got him deeper involved in the progressive movement, deeper involved with everything, showing him while then using him as a mouthpiece to have all of this power to be able then to destroy the black family through the uh, through the great society. Mm. I mean, it's worth looking into, isn't it? I mean, I don't know if it's right, but it seems there's something odd. there right around that time. Yeah, that seems really out of place. Because why would the government? Why would why would Johnson say, say, yeah, go ahead, FBI, send that out? I think that's the deep state. Why would Johnson, who's just had him on the road saying all kinds of things all election? All of a sudden say, yeah, go ahead, destroy him. Now, maybe he did. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, Johnson or was, was it the deep state borderline psychopathic at times. So, yes, it's possible. But still, yeah, there, there's something to be rooted out of that. I'm just I just never have been comfortable with the great society being designed and executed by a guy and a group of people that hated blacks and when you see what it's done to the black community i just don't buy that that was not a deep uh progressive effort progressives as they were understood a deep progressive er effort to destroy the black family Mm. it's it's an interesting theory i i I, you know i have to go back and and look at you know what we do I know, know, I know about know. that era, and there's been a lot written. Obviously, big you know some. And there's of the, more to come. There's I know. more to well, come. This is what's fascinating about this. We're on the verge of this, and it's like we we talk about foundations crumbling and institutions you trust or don't trust. You talked about that earlier on today. One of the big issues we have in our country right now is we do not trust our institutions. So, no, and we shouldn't trust our institutions. Yeah, I think I think there's a good argument to be made that we should not trust them. Uh, I, we make it every day. <laughs> you right. know? And However, it's not that, there, it's there not are that consequences we don't trust to that loss of trust. It's just that we trust yet verify. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, right now, some do. We have no trust, and and we're not giving them any benefit of the doubt. I don't think they deserve it at this point. But as soon as as soon as good faith efforts, you trust but verify. Yeah, it's difficult. It's a difficult balance for a lot of people. I mean, I think you could look at the last couple of years, for example, in our medical. Uh, you know, leadership when it comes to COVID, like whether you don't like masks or you don't like the vaccines or you don't like some of the treatments or whatever you think, you know, has been the problem over the past couple of years. Very rationally, people have looked at the advice that has come from the government and said, whoa, this is wrong. There's problems here. They got a lot of this wrong. We also, I think, as sober individuals can step back and say, that doesn't mean we dismiss everything doctors say. 
and finding that midpoint of like being able to trust but verify or distrust but be a, be willing to overturn your previously held beliefs if you find information that indicates mm-hmm. you should and not necessarily tossing out every new piece of information that comes from someone with MD after their name. Correct. It's diff- I think it's a difficult pe- thing for people to balance and understand but and do, do appropriately. You're not going to um, cure it uh, and fix that trust until you have a day of reckoning where people are yeah, held that would be the easiest responsible way. and reasonable people gather and say, we have to have answers to these questions and whoever is guilty will be punished appropriately, et cetera, et cetera. Not a witch hunt, just what happened, what happened and how was everybody involved? And then the problem is, is that they are going even further into wokeness. And you now have the AMA, and all of the schools for doctors teaching all of these woke policies, it's only going to make things worse. There has to be a complete flip of all of that. Back in just a minute, let me tell you about my pillow. Um, Mike Lindell has made the my slippers, which are tremendous, and they're in stock again. Amazing price. If you use the promo code Beck, you're going to save $90 a pair. That's $49.98 per pair. It's a steal right now, and they're great slippers. They come with a 10-year warranty. I mean, what footwear comes with a 10-year warranty? A 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. So if they're not the softest, most comfortable slippers ever, you can just return them. Money-back money guarantee within 60 days. Just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square. Save $90 off the original My Slippers price. It's $49.98 a pair. And while you're there, check out the other products. Uh, they've got the, the sheets, which are tremendous, the pillows. I am shocked that I sleep on a my pillow. It tells everything about it when I pick it up tells me I hate this pillow and I sleep with it every night. It, I love it. It just works for me and it doesn't get hot and I don't have to keep turning it over all night. Anyway, um, just call them now. 800-966-3117. Go to mypillow.com. Use the promo code Beck. 10 seconds. Station ID. You know, it's really interesting to me. I've got a new book coming out. Um, I, I'm not sure when, in a month or so. Um, and it is part two of The Great Reset. It's based on the great narrative. And uh, Klaus Schwab has put together a group of people that have worked on this new narrative, which is basically a new story that you're to buy into. Our story is being neglected and shelved. It's lost. Our kids don't know the American story. And everything about our story is being undermined. Uh, Or the chickens are coming home to roost, if I can quote some really nasty preacher um, from Chicago. But uh, the chickens are coming home to roost. You have just last week we talked about the uh, CIA Now, it really appears that the CIA was involved with Oswald and the Kennedy assassination in some way or another. We don't have all of the the papers yet. They won't release them. But this is what they're hiding and holding back. 
And what did they say? And when that comes out, what does that do to our narrative? Something that has been called a conspiracy since 1963. It's a conspiracy. And it's been mocked and everybody's been ridiculed. And now you come out to find out that the government knew that they knew who he was. They knew and were involved in his life in some way or another. What does that do to our narrative as a country? How does that affect our view of what the government agencies are capable of if they disagree with the president of the United States? Would we have a different point of view on what happened to Donald Trump if we knew the CIA was involved with, uh, uh, with the Kennedy assassination in any way? I contend yes. The Glenn Beck program. And what is that going to mean to us? Uh, Veronica wrote in about her dog's experience with rough green. She says she has a, a 12-year-old lab. I love labs. She said, um, week one of giving her rough greens, uh, rough greens, we saw a crazy improvement. Her eyes became clearer. Um, I had to look twice when she came bounding up the stairs. She hasn't done that in a while. This is the thing that we found with Uno. Uno was 10 or 11 when we started uh, feeding him rough greens or giving it, putting it on his food. And, uh, I mean, his activity level went through the roof, went through the roof. He was like a, a puppy again. I think Rough Greens has given my dog at least a year of, of really high-quality life, more than he would have had without it. Um, Rough Greens, just try it for your dog. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck. Get your first bag free. Just pay for shipping. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck, or call 833-GLEN33. Call them today. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Another thing that's great for your dog is Blaze TV. Get to blazetv.com slash Glenn. And use the promo code Glenn to save your dog 10 bucks. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in today. I am grateful for you. I'm grateful for this audience and all that you have done. I, 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 I urge you to think about uh, the things that you have accomplished. You started Operation OUR. You were the first people to begin to fund the rescuing of those people who were trapped in the sex slavery trade. You are the, you are the people that... Um, rushed in and saved about 18,000 people uh, in Afghanistan when that was going on. You've done remarkable things, and I am really grateful that I know you. So thanks so much for listening. We have Chip Roy coming up in uh, just a minute. He is uh, a little tied up. You know, I I love this. CNN said, um, you know, that he was dangerous last week. (laughs) And uh, now they're saying... He's uh, he's gone from a critic to a kingmaker. Really? Really, CNN? Huh. Who would have seen that one coming? Hmm. 
If they were honest at all, they would have seen that coming last week. It's really truly bizarre coverage of this. Like my favorite part of this was Gerald Nadler, who came out and he said, if there's a real emergency, we couldn't respond. This is meaning that we don't have a Speaker of the House yet. Either the Republicans don't understand that, or they do understand that, and they don't care. I don't know which is worse, but it's a profound danger to the country as long as it lasts. Now, eagle-eyed uh, <laughs> viewers mm -hmm. might be able to detect the fact that at any point, Gerald Nadler and any of the other Democrats could have voted for McCarthy to put him over the 218 uh, hmm. threshold. But they didn't. They didn't. Why? They knew they weren't going to win. They knew they knew Hakeem Jeffries was never going to be speaker this term. They knew that the whole time. It was solely politics. And by his definition, putting the entire country at risk. All they had to do was say, you know what? Screw these Freedom uh, Caucus guys. We don't want those rules. Who cares about those rules? Let's just put McCarthy over the edge. He's going to get it anyway eventually. They didn't do it because... They were taking a stand. They didn't want to vote. They didn't want their name on this leadership for whatever reason. Like, the, it, it's so, it got so ridiculous so fast. What did we have? A few days of voting? Guys, can we get over ourselves? I guarantee what they would have done in those four days was nowhere near as consequential as what got done oh, in those rules. No. They would have done nothing. They, the, the main thing they would have passed is, hey, no longer C-SPAN cameras can no longer point their cameras at people in the gallery so we catch them doing things right like that's <laughs> you see that i mean that was amazing mccarthy when he came up to uh gates and uh yeah. bobert yeah Woo! And I, can i smoked can oh hang on hang on is he on yeah we okay, have chip roy on oh. oh you have the clip mm. okay yeah uh, go ahead and play the clip see uh representative come up they, they keep saying he's been restrained yeah and he's like he's, they're gonna come to blows like it didn't yeah. look like that it looked like he was pissed off yeah and, and came and was gonna say something that somebody else put his hand over, over the his, congressman's face yeah. so he wouldn't say it was like don't make this worse but, just don't, don't don't make this worse so two things on this one i think the the restraint they're saying he restrained it almost came to blows to me it looked like somebody uh, realized this is going to be on TV and you shouldn't say it. It wasn't a physical like pulling him back like he was going to get into a fight. It was pulling, he specifically starts with his shoulders and then pushes his hands up to his face so he doesn't say the thing he's about right. to say, right? That's not about they're about to get into blows. They were about to get into a big fight uh, verbally. Of words. And they didn't want that to be exposed to the cameras, which normally you can't see that stuff in, in the house. Um, secondarily, on Gates, Everyone was bashing Gates because they were they were going after him. They had this big back and forth. But quite clearly, there was a deal in place. After the, the Chip Roy faction had already come back to the other side, they were voting mm -hmm. for McCarthy. They needed f four out of the remaining seven or mm -hmm. six to come to just say present. Or three, I think it was three they needed to get present. They got Boebert. They got Gates to say present. The third person, whoever that was, a lot of people think it was Rosendale, but the third person said, uh, voted for uh, Jordan or mm -hmm. one of the other candidates. And then Gates got all the heat because he was the last one who went. He was the last one who went and he said present instead of voting for McCarthy, which would have put him over the edge. Again, none of this made any difference because five minutes later, they just voted for right. him anyway. So it, it didn't wind up making a difference. But like Gates got all the heat. He got the the physical, you know, sort of confrontation. He got the yelling back. And he was the one that was uh, focused on. 
by almost every media source. And I'm not like a Gates defender or anything, but like it seems like someone else bailed on this deal. Someone else said they were going to vote present and then changed their mind right beforehand, and it wound up costing. Did they get anything the in that last? Because I know the 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 last two votes were kind of close together. Right. So did they get anything? I don't think there was any expansion. I think what happened was there was a deal cut for the 14th round. Right. Then uh, I think Gates and Boebert stuck to the deal and said present. They had to get three present. He's there. Okay, real quick. We'll get to this in a minute. We have uh, Chip Roy on. Chip, thank you. From many of the American people, thank you, thank you, thank you. It should come from all. All quarters of the American people, because I don't think what you gained was uh, partisan at all. And uh, so thank you. Well, Glenn, thank you. Uh, again, we're we're still working through it all and, and fought, you know, I was, I was in D.C. this whole weekend. I didn't go home uh, to see my family. We're, we're now having meetings today. We got this rules vote tonight. We're still in working hard to try to make sure we get this all structured correctly. Um, I do think we won a significant battle of public opinion by the end of the week. Oh, yeah. We were trying to fight for structural, fundamental, transformational changes. Um, but, but you know, look, it's miles to go before we sleep, right? We've okay. saved this from, yeah. So can you tell me about the church committee and the details of that? Because this is so important. Did we really get what we hope we got? We got a lot of what we hoped we would get. I would have preferred slightly more independence to elevate it to the level that I thought was critically important given the extent of the weaponization of government. However, given the track record of Jim Jordan being willing to take on the establishment in this town and take on and, and do the kind of investigative work necessary, we, we agreed for a number of reasons to put it as a subcommittee within the, within the House Judiciary Committee, but it would have, it, it would have autonomy, uh, to a degree, obviously, with Jim on that on the subcommittee, and significant uh, players that would be off of the Judiciary Committee, combined with the smart lawyers on Judiciary Committee who know how to execute this sort of thing, with broader uh, broader jurisdiction to be able to touch on intel and other things. So we're still we're still dotting every i and crossing every t. Literally today, as we speak, we believe we have an agreement in principle that we think will give us significant more power and scope to go after the weaponization of government. But we're still fighting through it all today. So when it comes to the details, um, and especially of the church committee, is there uh, anything, anything that we should know or anything that they can take away at this point? No, I mean, look, I think what we're now trying to do is figure out the who and the exact mechanics. We pressed for bigger budget, bigger staffing, bigger uh, breadth of jurisdiction to be able to make sure that, for example, it's not enough just to say, oh, the Judiciary Committee will go after the FBI and Energy and Commerce will haul Anthony Fauci in for some health care stuff and Homeland Security will do something because it's China. We need to have a centralized command and control ability to go across the entirety of the federal government to see who was talking to whom, to go after the American people for what reason, whether it was related to COVID, whether it was you know, domestic terrorism you know, for parents who were going to the school boards, mm-hmm. whether it's DHS what the intel community is doing, who's collecting information on people, what do they do after January 6th. We need to be able to go broadly and look and dive into and, and hold this administration accountable. We think we've achieved that to, to, a, to a significant degree, but we, it, the who and the exact mechanics are going to be important 
But again, Jim Jordan is a good friend with a track record, and we've given broader jurisdiction uh, within this subcommittee. We're working again on who and what. And it has the teeth to, if it's Fauci, if, if you know any of these things happen, you can defund and recommend for criminal behavior if it's found? Well, for sure we can go. Look, first of all, you know, we've got to exercise the power of subpoena. That's something the House does. Like, the committees don't do it blindly, right? The committees have to go to the House. The House then executes a subpoena. Uh, if you're talking about the, the you know, what, what we're going to be able to do to hold them accountable, look, on defund, the Senate, you know, they screwed us, Glenn, when they passed that bill in December. So we don't have defund power until next October. So we're going to spend now nine months building up to a conservative budget, conservative spending that will restrain Leviathan. We got that promise, that pledge to cap at 22 levels and to budget within 10 years and balance. That's hard. If we do that, we're going to be beating the crap out of non-defense discretionary in order to get there. And then by next October, we'll be able to, in the process of that spending arrangement, have accountability for the FBI, for the IRS, for DHS, et cetera. But that's going to take nine months to get there because the Senate stuck it to us. Are you seeing anybody that last week was opposed and this week is coming and going, you know, actually, you got, you got good things. I'm sorry. I, I wasn't with you. I think we've seen a decent amount of that. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen some contrition. I'm not going to mention by name. No, no, no. But I I've, I've, I've had some good text messages, some good conversations, some good, you know, personal encounters. Uh, there's still a little bit of you know, hard feelings. And that, frankly, there's a lot of misinformation. A few of my colleagues have gone out there and said, oh, you guys did a backroom deal yourself. I said, hold on a second. We posted on December 8th a letter listing the things that we thought we needed. We put it out there for public consumption. We debated within the four corners of roughly that agreement or that, uh, you know, set of, of asks and did that right up until D-Day on Friday, trying to extract the right level of promises and belief system that we would get there. We were given enough tools that gave us comfort that we moved the needle. Um, but, you know, it's going to take a while to execute and make sure we can get it done. This is the first time I have seen the media um, end up on the Freedom Caucus side or the co- side of the Constitution. Usually when you fight like this, the Republicans never win. Um why the change is that and what do you learn from this that standing up and fighting for something that everybody on all sides uh, should want is is popular or worth doing or what what is it you take from this? Well, part of the, the problem for the American people is the opaqueness, right? Like it was kind of cool having the C-SPAN cameras following us on the floor, watching us yes. talk how we're engaging it was important to have 434 bodies there on the house floor this entire week it was important to be able to get up and give speeches somewhat open-ended in front of the whole body and see what would happen for example when i stood up and nominated byron donald's for the first time we had two black americans in nomination for uh, speaker of the house and and to say that's not you don't just you don't own playing you know games about race over there on the Democratic side, we stand up for people that we believe, regardless of skin color, and, and are willing to stand up behind someone like I did, like Byron Donalds, because I believe in him. I want him, not Hakeem, and I don't care about his skin color. In the end of the day, we worked out a deal and an arrangement, including with Byron sitting at the table at the room with me and with Dan Bishop and Scott Perry from the Freedom Caucus and others. We worked out an arrangement that we think will improve things. It ain't going to be perfect. It's a majoritarian body. 
I can't own 218 people's votes. I have no right to. I have the ability to try to persuade. We are moving the needle. It won't be perfect. I just ask all of our conservative you know, activists, friends, and listeners out there, keep the pressure up. Hold me accountable. Hold us all accountable. But we're doing what we can, we think, to move the needle in this town towards openness and a sense that we're going to try to do the work of the American people and empower your congressman, not just a few people, to be able to execute for them. Congressman Chip Roy from the great state of Texas, a man I hope uh, eventually runs for uh, uh, Senate, and, and, and I'm not talking about uh, Ted Cruz's seat. Um, <laughs> a, a guy who has actually fought and uh, come forward with uh, the goods at the end. Thank you, Chip. I appreciate everything you do. God bless. God bless you, Glenn Beck. Thank Take you. Care. Does Texas have another Senate seat other than Ted uh, Cruz? Is there a Republican Senate seat? No, not really. Because, well, I mean, I don't know. How, see, if there's a Republican already in the seat, you can't remove him. There's no way to. Mm, yeah. Is there another contest that would. Is there, uh, oh, primary. Yeah, there's a primary. There's a primary that, that could be. It would be good, and he would be. A, anyway, um, experts like Saxo Bank or Swiss Asia Capital or Forbes. When they're all disagreeing about what gold is going to cost in 2023, but they all think it will be over $3,000 an ounce, might be time to start thinking differently about things. Um, I'm going to later this week come up with the uh, predictions that, uh, that I have for this year. And I, I think I know a reason why it would be $3,000 an ounce or more. Um, and we'll get to those later. But Goldline has an awesome special this week with every tube of the new quarter ounce Mayflower gold commemoratives. You can receive a hundred of the same Mayflower copper rounds at no additional uh, cost. So don't wait to call. These are going to sell out. They are really, really beautiful commemorative coins uh, that commemorate the 400th anniversary of the Mayflower. Um, and you can get them in gold, silver, or, um, or copper, and you can get them at gold line. And now they've got a great deal going on. Find out if gold or silver is right for you. Do your own homework. Call gold line, 866 gold line, 866 gold line. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Hey, welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, if you missed Saturday's podcast, you can get it on YouTube. Uh, go to youtube.com slash Glenn Beck. Make sure you subscribe, uh, rate and review. Um, gosh, we are just a we're like, I don't know, 20,000 people away from a million viewers on on uh, YouTube. I didn't even have a YouTube page till what? 18 months ago, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Uh, and we sure appreciate it. Uh, but rate and review and subscribe to my YouTube page. You can find the Darren Beatty um, or Beatty uh, um, interview that I did for Saturday. Uh, it's what are the feds hiding in the January 6th investigation? It is stunning. Absolutely stunning. Uh, Darren is the guy behind Revolver News who has been really doing deep investigations on it. And this is an episode worth your while. Episode 169. You can find it now at YouTube.com slash Glenn Beck. <laughs>